This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. What up, man? How are you? I'm good, Dex. How you doing, bud? I can't complain. I'm excited for Amanda Cerny. Obviously, a huge gift for us. I mean, she's got a crazy, insane following. What What are her numbers? Like, what'd you say? 25 million on 25 IG? 25 million. In, yeah, it's just crazy. I mean, she's got, you know, 2.7 million YouTube subscribers. I mean, she's... Like another 9 million on TikTok. Like, she's kind of one of those people that it was like the first real influencer right like oh yeah 100 percent. vine was huge that's where she really got her start and she like amasses massive audience um because of that and she's been able to retain that audience which is really impressive as well yeah it's um you know i think the word social media influencer is a word that has a stigma to it people don't really get excited for it uh or it just it's just such a oh I'm, what are you in a social media influencer or oh i'm an influencer now when you post a photo on social media or if you've taken the photo but she was one of the original people that kind of created the concept as a social media influencer. She came up with people like King Batch and Logan Paul. Um, again, she's an OG. She's the one who kind of really got into it. So I'm excited to talk to her. Something I'm not excited for this year is okay. the Oscars, the Academy Awards. Oh, why? I, you know, I just feel like this year was just such, you know, the past year, obviously, with the pandemic, you couldn't go to the movie theaters this year. And... The, a lot of the movies nominated, I just didn't see, or I, I wasn't excited for. I think some studios weren't like putting out the, well, the their, their movies. You got to realize, twenty twenty was a weird ass year too. Like most people didn't want to release content because they didn't know how, or the movie theaters were shut down. So, just a weird year in general, where a lot of the movie theaters were like, uh, well, we can't release it. And the streaming giants didn't necessarily want to release it, and then they kind of put some out, you know, just as like a last ditch attempt. So. Just a weird year to award. Like music, I you know, the Grammys were, what, a couple weeks ago. That was interesting. So I still enjoyed the Grammys because music was still being released and music videos were released. But I don't know. I, I'm still down for it. I used to love going to, you know, after the Golden Globes in – I, I would love to see all the movies that were nominated. It was like, you know, and I would be curious who's going to win based on you know my own kind of uh, – studying of seeing these films and this year I, don't, I haven't seen any of the movies there's just nothing that yeah. excites me and again i i know the studio has been holding back putting out a lot of their movies because of people not going to movie theaters but hopefully um things change um but before we get to amanda cerny uh dax do you have a review uh let's see no i don't because no one left us a review in the last couple of days can you believe that <laughs> Like, oh, <laughs> I literally went up because we just taped our last podcast a couple days ago. Um, and so I went to go grab a new one. I'm like, we haven't got any new reviews. All the begging we do on this podcast for reviews didn't get a single one. So if you, if one person leaves a review, I will read that review. That's I just need <laughs> yeah. one, guys. Come on. Help us out. Throw us a Leave bone a, here. Yeah, that's the best thing you do to support this podcast. You know, again, we get thousands and thousands of downloads a week you know and, and then people watching on YouTube and the social media all you gotta do is leave a review and that's the best way that's the best thing you do to support this podcast and give us five give stars and shout out and say thank you that's it yes 
So do that. And we got some really exciting guests coming up. We have can, uh, can actually you call really, your mom and have her leave a review or something. I don't think she knows how to use social media or anything <laughs> with a computer. So good luck in that, bud. But uh, we got a uh, we got an excited guest coming up who I'm really looking forward to talking to. I know we're excited for Amanda, but we have a really cool guest coming up. Uh, this we have a paparazzi. Oh, you're talking about on. someone else. Oh, yeah. I, I, I totally thought we were going into the Amanda pitch. Who are you? No, no, no. About? I, I want to talk about the paparazzi we have coming on. Oh, this yeah, paparazzi. His backstory is his main agenda. He's from he's from London, and now he's actually living in America. But his main, I guess, target or the people mm-hmm. that he kind of focuses on is the royals. And we all have seen the Meghan Markle interview. This guy has worked Meghan Markle privately without the security for years. And I want to hear all the deets regarding Meghan Markle and Prince Harry and the royals. And he's had some altercations with the um the security with them so i'm very curious to hear That's what it's really one. like shooting the royals Meghan markle prince harry prince william over the years i mean he has these crazy exclusive photos and he's made a lot of money off them and uh, i'm really excited to hear his story um uh, but before we get to him so subscribe we're him subscribe in a few to days, the podcast subscribe to the podcast so you can get the alert once we release that one it'll be a good one yes yeah, so uh before we get to him yes dax tell us about our guest today Today, our guest is an actress. She's a UN ambassador, a model, blogger, podcaster, overall social media sensation with over 2.7 million subscribers on YouTube, 25 million IG followers. Amanda Cerny, welcome to the podcast <laughs> from your back seat. You know, for people who don't know you, who, uh, who would you say your audience is? I would say my audience is global (laughs) i would say it's a variety i i kind of do a variety of content so i can meet a variety of interests so that's kind of my thing i would say it's a lot of gen z millennials um more so millennials but and it's different across every platform like i'm on tiktok so i have a bit of a younger audience there i'm on instagram that's more of my millennial audience, and I am on Twitter, Facebook. Like that's different demographics too that are on Facebook, also like regions, areas. So that's kind of why I'm on every platform, so I can like get to everybody. So one of the things that I think we love asking people because, like you, you wear so many hats, you do so many different things out there. When someone asks you what you do. What is your answer to them? Um, it's a, um, (laughs) (laughs) I, uh, I, I do, I, a lot. Um, I, I usually say I'm a social media influencer, but that kind of puts me in a bucket. So I think everybody is nowadays. I think everybody influences. So that's not so far off, but I, I do a variety of things. I, I'm an actor. I'm, uh, uh, UN ambassador. I'm a, a social media star. I'm, a, you know, it's like I'm also a creator. So I guess a creator would be a good word for me. I like creator. I think creator is a good one. I, I've, it's so funny how just the term like influencer, even though it's such a powerful term, people sometimes it has a negative connotation because people look at it like, oh, that's that's not a real job. But you've made this a real job. You're a successful influencer, and being able to say like that's not a real job—it's that's the opposite for you. I, I at least in my opinion, it's a twenty-four-seven job. 
Right. But but it's able to you're able to do that because you know, luckily I'm able to be my own boss. I'm able to pick my collaborations. I'm able to decide what creatives I want for my content, like come up with an idea and then create the story for that, like within the next weeks and like really just be able to be passionate about what I'm doing. And I think that goes for any job. As long as you're passionate about it, it's something that you can do as a hobby and then also get paid for, which is awesome. Yeah. How big's your team? Like, are you the one editing your videos or are you at the point now where you have your own like two editors or how does it work for you? Oh, yeah. This is what surprises people when I'm collaborating with them. It's usually just me meeting up with them and they're like, where's your like entourage and I'm like my what it's just me hi <laughs> like is my camera <laughs> so sometimes some it just depends on what the project is like sometimes I'll hire out a full team I'll hire out lighting um audio um I'll have a cinematographer I'll have editors I'll have all that you know and I'll even have like um set designers and all those things but it depends on what the project is like if I'm doing a TikTok, it's going to be me and a tripod and my phone or my boyfriend, Johannes, helping me out and just like <laughs> filming a TikTok for me. So it's pretty like it depends on the project for team for content. But um, for back end for business, it's me, my manager, Lacey. Um, I have some agents at WME, which are awesome, but more for the acting world. And yeah, it's pretty small and tight. Like, um, I work with my mom, Amy. She's amazing. So she helps me with like all these different tasks and projects too. So it's pretty like close and it's like family, which I love. So when you've done like these collabs with these other big, you know, internet celebrities, who's got the best, like the biggest reaction from fans? Um, biggest reaction from a celebrity collab. not not sorry well, I'm saying when you when you team up with another social media star who like when the the fans go crazy over which collaboration well they usually like the nostalgia of me and my best friend batch collaborating so mm -hmm. anytime we do stuff together people get really excited about it do you think mainstream media has really given social media stars their props or are you kind of stuck in that bubble as being a social media star, internet celebrity? I think anything you do, like people like just putting people in buckets so they understand them. Like they're like, this is what they are. And, you know, that's that's kind of the obstacle I've always been given, like throughout my whole life. And I feel like everybody experiences that. But the fun part is getting outside that bucket and just doing it on your own to show people that you're able to be other things than inside that bucket. That's, and I think that's like a little chip on my shoulder too, of why I like creating that variety of content just to show I can do so many different things. I can do dancing. I can do this. Like I'm human. There's more to me than one thing. And, um, you know, I, I think when, it, it used to be Hollywood would limit that a little bit more because a lot of people, they're afraid of what they don't understand. And when Vine first started, a lot of people don't understand what Vine was or the value of the platform or um, the longevity of it. Or So they kind of looked at it waiting to see what would happen with social media. And, you know, it turns out it kept going and Vine was just like kind of the beginning of it too. I mean, YouTube was around for a while, but even with brands, like brands and understand the value of a platform, they would like send you a free sweater and be like, that's good enough, right? 
like you get a sweater and then you can do 20 million posts for us and that's even and mm-hmm. you're like well i'm getting 50 million views on my video like if i'm advertising your brand like maybe i should this should be more than just a sweater you know so i think it, it just took a minute especially in those er- early days of it oh Sher- sherman williams is banging on my window right now <laughs> oh my God, no. definitely oh, answer hey i got you ready whenever you Okay, awesome. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> Your paint order is ready. <laughs> yeah, it's a color match. It's hard. I had to get a chip off the wall. I do it all, you guys. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. That's um, funny. Me and Dax have always said it's like the, the social media celebrities, the internet celebrities, they are the next generation of celebrities, you know? And there's only so much we could cover the Access Hollywoods, the Entertainment Tonight's. How much of these other – at what point do you start to embrace the new generation that kids find who are stars or Gen X or millennials find as stars, which is people like yourself, Logan Paul. I mean obviously things have changed a little bit and the times have changed a little bit and you're sort of like an OG in this space. And is it, uh, is it kind of interesting to see – like consider yourself an OG in this space? No. I, I kind of – I love it because for, for me – there was a lot more obstacles of education in every call that I had in the beginning. Like I would be on calls for two hours explaining what CPMs were, what um, you know, what numbers of views really meant, and how that relates to advertising and television. And because at the same time, we were creating every single day, our entire days, just creating content, whether it's for our own content or collaborations and. So it's a lot of work and we had bills to get paid, but a lot of people didn't understand the value of the content that we were creating or the audience that we were building as well. And it's like, all right, this is so frustrating. <laughs> like, and then we wanted to do different things, but people were like, oh, they're just like a uh, social, they're not going to last long. You know, it's not going to be around for a while. And those are like the judgments. I think those are judge judgments based out of like people get, whenever it's like new technology like some people are like ah, i don't need it and then when everybody starts adopting it they're like oh yeah let me like I'm, i need that in my life and then all of a sudden they're using it all the time they get like the phone upgrade or whatever because eventually they give into it but um and they adopt the new idea so i think new things tend to scare people but then as more people adopt it they become more accepting of it and that was kind of what happened with social media a bit and brands really understood the value and now it became kind of a prerequisite for different collaborations for um getting different roles or getting your foot in the door for things so I think it's definitely the value is understood now. And then it's like with TikTok, all the new stars that rose off of TikTok, sure, it's like, you know, people see, oh, they're just cute doing these silly little dances. But, you know, you don't know what's happening on the back end. Yeah, doing a dance is cute and fun. But then it's like, all right, they're trying to have longevity in something too. They're also human. Let's be a little compassionate here. And I, I think that's like, some people looking at it and be like, oh, that's so easy. But you never know what's going on on the back end. And to make something last, there's a lot of work that has to go behind that, that a lot of people don't see. Like anybody can get famous off one viral video, but to maintain that takes a lot of work. That relevancy uh, Mm -hmm. word that we all love to hate, 
um, is is something that takes a lot of work to maintain. It's funny that you say that relevancy thing because Adam and I constantly are talking about how like we're so into the like social media celebrities because like Adam said like they are the next big stars. That's who people are interested in. There's a reason that you have 25 million Instagram followers because people are fascinated with your life. Our struggle when we do the podcast, because our podcast gets covered all the time all over mainstream media. And then we have this massive star like yourself, and it's hard for us to get as much press. And we're like, how like how are the mainstream media not understanding that these are the people that clearly society is interested in. They want to stick with the Brad and Angelinas and Jennifer Aniston's who don't ever talk, but like the people that are interesting and clearly uh, are fascinating to a lot of people, it's hard for us to get press on. And it is so weird. And we've been able to navigate and we're, you know, we, we, we get these people into mainstream media, but like, why do you think that there is this stigma that like the access and ETs don't jump all over you guys, even though it's right in front of them that your fan bases are massive, probably even more massive than like Brian Angelina's these days. I, you know what, Dax? I always say that I am, and again, man, my thing is, I think what you guys are doing goes against what the entertainment networks stand for. You know, they're like, no, 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 this is the next big thing. These are the stars. And it's like, we let these people determine this. You think they're trying to create them themselves or what, Adam? Yeah, I think they want to have ownership in it. They want to say, no, we're going to be the ones that create the stars. But the internet is really the one that's creating the stars like yourself. So and that's that's my feeling. It goes against everything they stand for. Like, no, they're, they're still betting on TV. And what you guys are doing is, no, we're betting on the internet, essentially. That's... You know, that's my thing. But what are, what are your thoughts yeah, on well, it? Yeah, well, why do you think that stigma exists? Um, I don't know. Maybe because we do their news stories for them. <laughs> Maybe that's it. I don't know. But it's like, I don't know. I think people that don't adopt new things kind of get stuck in the past. And then newer platforms like yourselves kind of take over. And people tune into those uh, more because you have the people they, they want to see or they want to hear from, mm-hmm. you know? So I just think it's a that goes back to longevity. Like even with me, if I'm doing the same content all the time, I even get bored and I'm like, all right, I got to switch this up just so I I can stay entertained as I'm because if I'm not entertained when I'm creating something, then how are my viewers going to be entertained? So it's kind of like evolving as the world evolves. And if you stay stuck in your own ways, you're going to get left behind. So if the certain ones want to get stuck in their own ways and be afraid to adopt something, if you're not first, you're last. So yeah. And speaking of your the evolution, you got started on Vine. Why didn't Vine last? I don't. I like. I'm still questioning this because it was so fucking popular and it was the biggest thing on the planet. And then it just like disappeared. Was it just because of Instagram? Like, what killed Vine? And the, the funny thing is, like, even now, I have people running up to me, man, I love Vine. And I was like, yeah, me too. And then they're like, rest in peace. I'm like, yeah. And then they're like, what? but it has so much nostalgia to it. I, I love it. Um, and I, I like that it's a platform that people actually appreciated. Uh, and then they were like, for what it was, it was so great. It was like an internet, like, moment in history. And that's what makes it so cool. Um, but I, I think the death of Vine kind of happened because one, it didn't 
it didn't fully support the creators on the platform. Um, it was really hard to get in contact and get solutions or be heard. Um, and that's one thing, you know, and that goes with any business. Like it, it goes back to who are your employees, who are your, like, we're the ones, and we were even a little bit more than that. We were creating all the content on the platform, but I think that's just a seed of it. But I think kind of the big thing is that Instagram got 15 second video and we were stuck on buying with our 6.47 or something second videos that are four or five or I forget the exact, but that point four whatever meant the world. So us having 15 seconds to do still the short form stuff, but tell a little bit more of a story on Instagram was exciting, but then people look at time management and we're like, all right, if we're doing short form content for 15 seconds, 15 seconds on Instagram, why shoot a completely different video for Vine when we can just crunch that down into Vine as well, post uh, that on Vine and post more on Instagram. So, and then people catch on to that too. And they're like, oh, we'll just watch Instagram videos because they have more of a story than the six second version on Vine. So I think that kind of added a lot into it as well. So people were able to get more, but still get that short form content that they were looking for on another platform instead of getting the leftovers on Vine. What was the moment when you started to see as you're doing Vine videos that like the you start to hear like people like, hey, we'll pay you such and such money to do a post or do a video. Like when were you starting to monetize it? How long did it take? And then how long until like agents and managers were reaching out to you? Like, Hey, we trying to get in touch with you. The thing is like, um, I think when there was tens of millions of views on every video it's like when, uh, agencies, agencies and managers were then like, Oh, okay. Like, let's just grab everybody up and just get them on our roster in case something happens. So it's like, I feel like that's what all the agencies kind of did. And they were all just swooping up and the Viners were stoked because they were like, oh, I get representation, so cool. And then, so everybody was just signing everybody and then nobody knew what to do with people because they're like, okay, like, yeah, let's monetize them. But there has to be like brand growth outside of just like paid brand deals as well so it's just like that was the piece that was missing instead of like grabbing the low-hanging fruit um just really planning for longevity there but and then you see a lot of uh buyers at the time like bouncing between agencies realizing that and some did a great job some like just so that i don't know what to do with them and then so every that was the kind of situation then um but then as time went on like people found their niches and found their passions and what they really wanted to do outside of like the short form videos as well and even just if it's creating or producing or creating their own production companies it all kind of like builds and turns into something now it's like gave us a big tree stump and then many branches to do what we wanted to do off of that platform when you're in la what's your like favorite la hotspot i'm always curious to hear where people like to go in la i love crossroads crossroads kitchen yeah i'm vegan really okay (laughs) yeah i I eat plant-based so crossroads is like on melrose and sweetser and it's like this fine dining vegan restaurant, but it, the food's really good, but it's like a whole loungy vibe in there. So I haven't been there in a while because it's been closed, but I don't know if it's open or not yet because they're ma- mainly doing outdoor seating in LA. So yeah. 
You're in Florida now. Are you done with LA? I'm back and forth. I've always been back and forth between the two. Like my whole family's in Florida. Like I grew up here and it's a good way to like get me outside the LA bubble, get back and like stay humble, stay like this is life and get that reality check. But um, yeah, I love Florida for that. And also when I'm here, I, I do a lot of studying and get a lot of like uh self stuff done so i'm able to just like work on myself like work on my home work on my like be with family and i think that's so important so hot in florida though i don't know if you could tell throughout this interview <laughs> i'm starting to get like sweatier sweatier i turn off my we got you locked up in a car like a little <laughs> <Yeah>. kid waiting <laughs> I turned off my AC for your volume and woo! It's hot in Florida, I'll tell you that though. Well, if you need to turn the air on, we totally understand. Uh, I was going to say, it's it's quite the contrast going from LA to Miami. I mean, it's like you've got one state that's like completely locked down here in California, and then you go to Florida and it's like everything's open, have fun, don't care, like masks off, like live your life. So that's got to be uh, interesting going back and forth between those two places. When you're in L.A., who is a celebrity that you run into the most? Um, celebrity. So what defines a celebrity? That is up to you. If you say David Dobrik, I'm going to say cool. If you say Jennifer Aniston, I'm going to say cool, too. I see Johannes Bar- Bartol every day. I can't say my last <laughs> name, right? It's so bad. <laughs> You can't even say his last name? No. (laughs) Okay, but here's the thing. If you guys get married, you're going to have to learn the last name. You see, that's the thing. I'm like, one, I don't don't know if I believe in marriage. Ugh, I know. It's a controversy. But I also love the idea of my last name. Okay. (laughs) So, so are you saying you wouldn't take his last name? Is it because you can't say it or because you don't want it? I can't say it. <laughs> <laughs> My name's Amanda Dotson. <laughs> like it takes a lot of effort for me. It's, it's so simple, but so complicated. But, you know, I'm getting it down. I'm learning some German. I can speak German. We speak German to our dog also, which is which is great. Uh, <laughs> he's learning German commands. So I, I'm very familiar with that. So I'm a, I'm a good girlfriend, but um, I'm learning his language. How did you guys meet? We met in at 1600 Vine, that building that all the Vine stars lived in at one point in time. Uh, he was there because he was doing fitness stuff and um, he was in the gym and I was like, he's cute. Let's do some you in my videos and then uh we were friends and he's just a really sweet nice guy and he was friends with logan and all them first and then i was introduced to him and then i was dating somebody else at the time and then we broke up and then uh johannes had like a strategy so you you don't believe in marriage but do you want children do you want to go down that road you see that's probably why i'm unsure because I don't know if I want children because I have a puppy now and that's a lot of work. So I'm like, <laughs> if a puppy's a lot of work, kids are going to be a lot of work. But and- also I see how much work puppies are and how much the reward is for the work. So I feel like it's the same with children. So maybe I think I'm just going to freeze my eggs. And then just wait and see if later down the road it's something you're interested in? Yep. I think it's good. Listen, 
dogs are a lot of work. Children are 10 times more work. So I, I think you definitely have a point there. <laughs> but they are, it is a very fulfilling thing to have children. But you guys have, you kids? have I have two kids. Dex, oh. not me. And yes, Man. both yes? No, no, I don't have any. Oh, okay. No, well, Adam. Adam has some. He just hasn't met any of them yet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I got nothing. I got too much freedom. <laughs> but let me ask you this, Amanda. You, and correct me if I'm wrong. You dated Logan. You dated Batch. You didn't date Logan. Or you... I didn't date either of them. <laughs> really? You didn't? I thought you dated. I thought you dated two of them. No, it's so funny because a girl being a friend with a guy, like people just assume that they dated. Sure, I know on yeah. the internet it says we we did, and that's probably where you got that from. Yeah, yeah, I did. I'm like, yeah. We never, ever, like Batch and I were immediate best friends, like from the moment we met, because we're both from Florida. We both went to Florida State. We have the same birthday, um, and we both live in LA and we're both doing the same, like have the same goals and dreams and very similar. So we're like, okay, we're best friends. And then we just always been best friends. Logan, I met him uh, when he was doing vines and I was like, his stuff is really funny. And uh, he wasn't in, in LA at the time. And I was like, he's like, I want to come out to LA. I was like, anytime you want to come out, I have an extra bedroom in my apartment. Feel free to stay there and do collaborations like you don't even have to collaborate with me just so you can come out and have a place to stay so he came out he stayed for a week we did collabs and then he went back and then he's like hey want to come back can i bring my dad this time i was like sure and so him and his dad stayed at my apartment and then um his dad slept on my couch he slept in my uh spare bedroom and then they went back to ohio and then he was like then he ended up moving and he bought an apartment or rented an apartment two floors above mine. And we lived in the same building, the broadcast center, before all of us moved to 1600 Vine or Bachelor. So, so funny just to think of even that transition and how successful he's become, you know, from like sleeping on your couch when he comes out to having a mega mansion in L.A. Like it's it's really cool to see that progress. Yeah, what do you think about the evolution of Logan? You know, like we've seen him, you know, he had a few setbacks. Well, just that one setback, from my opinion. But now it's just he's a different person, and he's got this podcast where he's getting some great people, and now he's, you know, going to be fighting Floyd Mayweather. What do you think about the evolution of Logan Paul? I think it's fantastic. I think it really does show that people can grow and learn from their mistakes and become better people and also – develop you know and it's so young and learning in real time and mm -hmm. on like with a spotlight on you it's like even like we saw it with justin bieber too like he learned in the public eye also so it's just like having that and it amplifies everything and yeah like he's definitely learned a lot he's definitely grown a lot he's a genius when it comes to um marketing and growth and you know he's very business-minded same with his brother jake like they they and they're working all the time and i think that's something that you know i really liked about both of them is that they were just such hard workers and they've really worked for everywhere that they've gotten there hasn't been somebody just telling them what to do and they're like yeah i'll get to it they're like hey let's do this or let's do this like when i first met jake he was 15 years old and he came to me with, um, hey, Amanda, you and I need to start like a T-shirt line. And this was like in the beginning of Vine and we'll call it this. And this is my business plan. And he had all this stuff just like even at 15 years old. So 
I, I love how motivated they are. I love how willing to learn they are. And yeah, I think they're great. Has there, has there been anyone that you've wanted to collab with that you had just, um, yes. I mean, even now I was, um, talking with my friend, Anita, she's, uh, an artist. She has, are you talking about Brazilian Anita? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I love that girl. She is the, I have been talking about Anita for so long. You have no idea. I have been talking about her for years. I love that girl. She is amazing. She, when you say like a master marketer, yeah. that is Anita. And yeah. finally, when, what was it like last year when her and Cardi did the song together and people started talking about her in America, I'm like, I've been talking about this girl for so long. Like, finally like americans are starting to realize who anita is yeah no i love it even uh, all the latin artists and everybody too like it just it became like a mass media thing which is so great because you know i'm in miami i i love the music so i'm a fan already of like so many of these different artists that now like all my friends in LA listen to too and all my friends in northern florida listen to too so i i love it i think I think what they do is amazing. The The music videos, oh my gosh, so much fun. So much fun to watch. Embracing who she is, embracing herself, like, as a Brazilian woman, like, I, I love it. And Adam, I, Adam, do you know who Anita is? Yeah, I, you, you've you been talking about her forever. So I've seen her <laughs> stuff, but Dax, is, Dax has been obsessed with her forever. Well, and she, I just, I feel that she she has that, like, superstar factor. And, and it's something that she's like super, super famous in Latin America. And I, I keep on like, how do Americans not know about her? And that's kind of the thing she hasn't, I, I don't think she's, she has, yeah, I mean, they're starting, but I feel like, again, her name isn't as famous as like, if you go to Brazil, everyone knows Anita. Here, it's not the same way. You bring her up and people are like, oh, maybe I know her, maybe I don't, you know, but getting her again into that mainstream US market you know, is, is not the easiest thing to do, but, um, her music videos are amazing. So fun. I was supposed to go, um, to Aspen with her and she did this whole like bikinis and snow thing that she, <laughs> with like such a cool group of, of girls. Like I love all the girls that went, um, my friend, uh, golden Barbie, Jasmine Saunders, she went, she's like amazing, incredible model. Um, and just like fitness advocate. So she's like, it's going to be my workout uh, buddy in Miami, but I ended up moving a little bit north. So I have to like drag them all to me. Um, <laughs> but then uh, Nikita was there. So she's amazing. Also, like we've done some stuff together, too. But um, yeah, it would just be so much fun to be able to finally collaborate and hang out like in person with Anita. So hopefully that happens soon. Well, I hope it happens. That sounds Same. awesome. Do you think you and Lily Pons will ever be close again or where, where do you guys stand? Um, I don't know. Like, I, I think it was a moment in time, like forgive, forget, move on. Um, but yeah, I don't know. She's doing her own thing. I'm doing my own thing. So have you guys ever ran into each other? Cause you've got to run in the same circles, right? Oh yeah. Like we've ran into each other at, um, Coachella before when Coachella was the thing and gave each other a hug and like, it was all good. So yeah, I mean, yeah. everything's fine. I did wonder, does the press that comes with that, because people love, obviously, you know, arguments or whatever, did the press make it worse than it really was? Mm, for me, it was, 
a lot bigger of a deal at the time. Um, but now it's like when they, when that happened, I, I feel like for me, it was justified. I don't know. But then like afterwards I was like, you know what, whatever, like that happened, move on. Like yeah. it's fine. <laughs> I think that's a, I think that's the best attitude is like, fuck it, done, move on. Like there's, there's so many people that hold grudges in this entertainment industry. And it's like, me included. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, what is that going to do for you long-term other than, you know, just pent up aggression? Yeah. I, it definitely harms you more than it, it helps you. It's so much more energy to hold, um, resentment towards people to hold grudges towards people or just to be like oh sour it's so much more enjoyable to be like wishing people the best and also like genuinely getting there being able to get there because it gives you it's just like a big weight off your shoulders like it, it just takes more much much more energy to hold grudges than it is to mm-hmm. forgive absolutely uh, again i'm a person who holds grudges you know i it's, it's a flaw of mine it's just what i do is, is part of you just want sort of her to acknowledge it or just to apologize for what she did? Um, in person is good enough for me. So, like, publicly it's not necessary, but if in person acknowledging something, that's cool. And then even if not and just, like, blazing over it and just being like, like, if she doesn't, if she didn't understand my perspective, that would be fine, too. Like... It's like, all right, we have different views on, even though it's very clear. But in person, an apology was enough for me. So it's like that—that's good. Like oh, I don't so need—I she... don't need yeah. the fame of—I don't need like the press of something. I don't need the—I don't need the uh, was it the clout from something to for an apology to work. So she did apologize. In person, yeah. Oh, okay, that's cool. No, that's good. I mean, listen, that's I, I, that's I'm sure personally that just felt good. It's like okay, I, I get it. So funny because like I even I don't know why, but I even feel bad talking about it, even though if it was because that's personal, right? Like sure. that shouldn't be like amplified because it was like in private. But yeah, yeah, you know. I think that that's kind of the funny thing is, I I think that's a realization of how famous you have become is that silly arguments silly things in your life then get a lot of attention is that a weird transition going from someone you know who i want to say normal and then all of a sudden you're famous and anything becomes a story or your followers want to talk about it um you know like i share so much of my life already that you know i'm happy people are interested in things but I, I think what's really cool about celebrities now is that they're able to tell their side of the story on things. They're able to share exa- the facts of their lives and not rely on um, news outlets to do it. So sure. I think that's exciting. I want to know, how do you keep the momentum moving forward? So obviously, you know, you've amassed a huge following. You know, how do you keep this going? You said it earlier in the podcast, it's hard to stay relevant. How do you keep it going? Just being innovative, um, staying creative, and staying true to myself and the things I enjoy and the content I want to make and not just copying and pasting what other people are doing that's successful. I think that's a big part of it. Yeah, what's next for you? I mean, we saw that you're trying to get 
you know, not you're trying, you you are, you are getting a, a lot more in the health and wellness aspect, you know, but what's next for you? Obviously the acting work, you've done a lot of acting work pre previous, you know, you are an actress. So what is next for you? Um, just continue loving what I'm doing. I don't know. Like I love speaking. I love like helping people learn about social media and business. So like usually last year I was traveling a lot, speaking on different panels and at business forums. And for me, that's a lot of fun. Like I went to school for business and, you know, I'm having fun uh, dabbling in crypto NFTs and um, all that and finance as well as stock market. Like for me, that's a lot of fun. I'm learning a lot. We won't keep you any longer. I know that we've dragged this on uh, much longer than we anticipated. But we really appreciate your flexibility and, uh, you know, logging back on every time. It has been fun seeing the progression from Sherman Williams. Well, actually, from the front seat to the back seat of your car to your phone overheating to your Sherman Williams paint being delivered to driving. And now you're back home. It's been the... the... <laughs> I love it. Well, to keep up with Amanda Cerny, you can follow her on IG at Amanda Cerny. Uh, subscribe to her YouTube page, which has obviously been blown up for a long time, but she is a very good follow. And if you are thirsty, check out her wine, 626. Uh, by the way, how did you get into the wine business before we log off? I like wine. That's it, just I like wine, I'm doing it. Did you, did someone approach you or did you go out and look for a deal? No, we went out and looked for um, a vineyard to collaborate with that actually knew what they were doing and like us just like being able to taste them and like make our selections. So when I say us, um, my best friend, Batch and I launched the wine together because we have the same birthday. So we named it after our birthday, 626. Love it. Well, thank you, Amanda. We appreciate your time today and we wish you much luck and have fun. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much. Wow, it would it, listen. She was dope. That was a that was rough just because of the technical difficulties. But like how many other people after like the fourth time of their phone connection failing would have signed back on? She legit signed on my, maybe like 12 times during that interview. Yeah. Uh definitely interesting. Uh you know, again, if you don't know who Amanda is, I you have to have seen her videos at some point on social media. Like, I don't know if she figured out the algorithm or something like that, but I mean, her following is huge. You know, the Amanda army is, uh, you know, 25 million on Instagram, TikTok, everything. It's just crazy. And now I guess slowly she's starting to transition that into TV and acting into business stuff. Um, I, and you know what? I didn't know that Lily, Lily, Lily Pons apologized to her privately. If you're not familiar with it, Amanda accused Lily of kind of they kind of came up together as social media stars and Lily was doing some things behind her back. You could Google it as far as kind of deleting her content because I guess she had access to her passwords. And, it, you know, these were two people that were connected at the hip. You know, again, they came up together. They made content together. They were best friends. And it was a very, very public breakup. But uh, I did not know that there was sort of like uh, an apology behind the scenes. And now they're kind of cordial with each other. Interesting. She was cool. I liked her. Yeah. Again, it was uh, <laughs> too bad for the internet connection, but uh, whatever. It was a fun. It was a fun chat when it did last. <laughs> for sure. Uh, <laughs> and her, the video. If you, you, I'm gonna post the video of her crawling into the back seat because it was so funny. Right when the, right before we started recording, I'm gonna post this. If you want to check it out, 
uh, check out our YouTube page. Just search Hollywood Raw on YouTube. You'll find that, and I will post that video there. Yeah, and if uh, for more of the video, check out the, again. Check out our YouTube. Check out our Twitter, Hollywood Raw. We're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, you can find me at, at Adam Glynn. You can find Dax Holt at Dax Holt, H-O-L-T, D-A-X-H-O-L-T. And uh, we'll see you guys later. Bye. Media Production.